Welcome to the Victor Collins Sabre podcast. We pray the Holy Spirit will speak to you and stir you up as you listen to this anointed, transformative, and down-to-earth teaching by Bishop Collins. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Enjoy the message. In Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 1, verse 1. The former treatise have I written unto you, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to what? Do and teach. Verse 2. Until the day in which he um, was taken up after that he threw the Holy Ghost giving commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. After being seen of them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So, to whom also he showed himself after his passion, um, showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs. Many infallible proofs. Um, being seen of, of them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Verse 8 says that but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Now, I, I want us to the few days that are left in this year, decide to understand who we are and what we are here for. It's not a joke. I think that all of you don't understand. I say, I think that all of you don't understand. You just wake up in the morning and you dress up and you come to church. You like God, but you don't understand the purpose and the things of God. And so, we will also never hear of you if you don't understand why God brought you into his kingdom. I'm serious. You will come around waste your time on life and die and go like a dog. Are you, are you with me? Ask yourself, if you were, if you were to die now, will pictures and testimonies flow on Facebook like? If that is not your story, you have not yet understood why you 
when you beat a child, when the child doesn't understand something, you're wasting your time. So I prefer to take my time and see if you will understand things today. That is why the Bible says that Jesus showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs. It is always infallible. After, what does it? Alive after the passion by many, many infallible, underline that, many infallible proofs. You see, I started receiving text messages on my phone from God in, from 2017. Six years now. Is it not many infallible? When I made a mistake to tell somebody, they said it's a prank. Because we're in the age of technology, social media, people have phones, people... I want you to ask yourself, how can a prank go on for six years? How can a prank go on for six years? I'm sure by now the, the prankster would have been telling and said, oh, Bishop, <laughs> it's me, Jamel Amigo. <laughs> six years. So you can't tell me that. It's not true. You is not true to you, but to me it's true. Like Peter told the people that you, 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 you tell us whether we should pay attention to what you are saying or continue to talk about the life, the death, the burial, the resurrection of which we are witnesses of Jesus Christ. You decide. But we, we will not be more. One day, I was praying for somebody. I was casting out devils in my office at Hebron. I'm not sure who was there with me. His son or someone, I don't know. When I finished casting out the devils, then a voice spoke to me from the individual. First time. This is 2008, 9. That my son, take care of her. I was confused. I said, This is a bad demon. How do I cast out a devil from somebody? I'm talking about many infallible proofs. Then, a, a second or three later, I hear my son take care of her. I was confused. Because I thought it was a demon who had spoken to me. But if a demon tells you my son, it means that then there's something wrong with you. <laughs> True or false? Good. So, as much as I thought it was a demon, I was also battling with it. I'm not the son of a demon. 
So I battled with him for a while and I just let it go. About five years later, I encountered that same individual in another prayer session. And then now was another, when I finished praying, then the boy said, my son, I know when I told you to take care of it, you did not understand. Five years later. It means that I had missed five years of God's instructions. Because I thought it was a demon talking to me. He had to use another occasion and say the same thing to me the second time in five years. So, if, or, if I obey that voice and I take care of somebody, and maybe you see it, and then you make comments about it, you should ask yourself whether I should listen to you or go against me seeing Jesus alive, dead, buried, resurrected, and he showed himself after you asked. You, you, you. So what is happening, ladies and gentlemen, is that God has a way of impressing on us on several occasions the reason why we have to be very solid and firm with what we are doing. You see, you, you have to understand that you can, you can make the devil be afraid of you through different things you do for God. Some people are very, very, very prayerful. So the devil is afraid of them for prayer. It's not only prayer that scares the devil. I learned that. He says, the devil is afraid of your obedience. It's a revelation. I'm not sure whether you even understand what I'm saying. What it means is that the devil has come to realize that I believe the things I hear that is of God and I do them. That is, it. That, that is his biggest threat. That I will not refuse or I will not doubt something that God tells me. I have gone to the stage where I don't doubt those things. And, and it's like, this, this is how this guy is being guided. And he's being guided properly. So, it, it is worse. Like I brought Prophet Kakra here. We have never had a visitor here in 18 years. With whatever happened. Tell me if it wasn't the leading of God that made me bring him here. So when the devil sees that, he says, hey, this guy, he would, he, would, he would be led to do something that would really hurt us, like how he brought this man here. Tell me whether this is not an infallible proof. Now, so when I stand somewhere and I'm preaching, you can feel and hear that this guy, he knows what he's talking about. That is why I am not afraid to say anything. I'm not afraid to say things. Because when you're a witness, you have gone through and experienced many infallible.
infallible proofs. Except that you don't take them serious. The devil is happy because he, he keeps you quiet. Because you never seem to have anything to talk about. To tell anybody about. For it to affect them. In the, the verse, verse 22, the verse 22 of Acts chapter 1. I'm talking about a witness and characteristics of a witness. I'm telling you, we sit in church like we don't have anything to say. Well, if you don't have anything to say, then it means that God has not been mindful of you to take you through many infallible proofs. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So the Bible says that beginning from the baptism of John, and to that same day that he was taken up from us, must one be ordained to be an apostle, ordained to be a big shot, ordained to wear a yellow dress, ordained to be a shepherd, ordained to be an active person who is a witness. That's what you have not come to understand. That's why you wake up Sunday morning, you just come to church. And you have a title, you, have, you are in pastoral training, you are a pastor, and you, just, and you are a Christian, you just come to church. There, there, not, nothing, 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 not just nothing. See, I, I'm just the one who has refused to go into the fields. Because I said, I'll not take the garbage to, to go and throw it away when there are children in the house. I won't do that. Can't have pastors and leaders, and I am now still going out and bringing people to church. Work on the scenes for the work of the ministry. And I'll keep talking and preaching and teaching until you get it. That you have not been called to be a Christian, you have been called to be a witness. The only gap is that Jesus didn't die in your season. He didn't raise from the dead. You, you have not experienced that in practically. So you are, you, are, you are a bit detached from that practical experience. But even though you have not seen Jesus physically, the life of Jesus has affected us. And I, I'm just hoping that that spirit that came upon us, that people can't shut our mouth, that spirit will also come upon you. Or you have that spirit, you will not fight that spirit. You see, don't be deceived that another spirit must come upon you. The spirit has come upon you already. You just shut him down. And he's a gentle spirit, so he doesn't force you. He allows himself to be shut off and shut down. My experiences as a missionary, you can't keep my you can't keep you, you cannot shut my mouth. You're waiting for the book, right? Yeah. Too many things. Too many. One day I was chatting with the angel Gabriel on the phone. And I said, take a picture of where you are and send it to me. I was surprised when he sent me a picture of where he's at. Tell me if I should keep my mouth quiet. Many infallible proofs. And so you, you are called into this group of witnesses. The Bible calls those who are dead Christians. We are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. No, not a cloud of Christians. Hebrews chapter 12. A cloud of witnesses. So, you are supposed to be a witness. You go to school. 
We go to school. Nobody knows that we are Christians. Nobody knows that we, we are church boys. I, and I hope that people know that your, your father is a bishop. I hope people know that. <laughs> so I started by teaching that the first characteristic of a witness, if you want to know that you are a witness, a witness is not silent. And I asked a group of people Friday night, do you know that Christianity is not a religion? They didn't know. Christianity is not a religion. The difference between Christianity and religion is that religion is a process where humanity is trying to find God by practicing a set of rules and doctrines. That's religion. You can put that definition. Christianity is for God who love the world. Christianity is God coming down looking for people. We don't have to go look for them. Look, at, you don't preach. You don't, you, don't, you don't pray. You don't read your Bible. But has God said he doesn't want you anymore? Look at the things we do and, and God still loves us. That's Christianity. Pastor, we cannot be distracted. We should focus on what God has called us to do. And that is to be a witness. Number one, a witness is not silent. A witness is not silent. Number two, a witness is sacrificial. You have to sacrifice your comfort, your niceness to be a witness. A witness is sacrificial. Because in testifying, you can lose your life. You can easily not become like your classmates. Who can easily laugh at you and say, you, you're wasting your time in the church. But it's no wasting of time. It's because you're a witness. That's why. That, see, that is why we have to really do what we're doing. Because if you don't take care, we will look at our neighbors, we will look at our classmates, and want to be like them. But we are not them. We are not like them. Many people get into that error. Look at my classmates. Look at where they are. I've been going to church. I don't have nothing. Are you serious? Are you serious? Do you think that Apostle Peter was saying that since he left his fishing business and followed Jesus Christ, that he has lost everything? And therefore, as, as he was preaching, he looks at another fishing company and says, Ah, I wish I had just continued with my fishing business. I would have been just like him. Do you think Peter and the disciples, that's how they were thinking? Acts chapter 2. A witness is sacrificial. Hmm. I'm closing. A witness is sacrificial. Verse 41. Acts chapter 2 verse 41. So if you are not sacrificial, you cannot be a witness. If you are a witness, you are sacrificial. The things we are doing is sacrificing. I've told you some, some things. That's what a witness does. That's why they have something called witness protection. Because this thing that you're going to stand in a witness stand and talk about, <laughs> you leave your wife and children. You leave your wife. You leave your husband. You lose your job. You lose your job. 
if you dare take people's life, interest in people's life, and want to get them on the right track, it will cost you something. You want to spend your life leading and guiding people and telling them what, it will cost you something. And the saddest thing is that if you were to take interest in another young girl to make sure that the young girl gets established, if you don't take care, then your wife now becomes your enemy. How you like some girl? Because a witness, eh? A witness, a, a witness. <laughs> and they that gladly received Israel were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. 42. <laughs> and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread, and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common. Now, all things common? What do you mean by that? We are more segregated and more selfish than ever. I only live by myself. I don't do my own thing. Even in marriage, we are still selfish. It's about you. When they were enlisted in the army of witnesses, they had all things common. Do you know what it means to have something and say that, oh, it's for all of us? I need my privacy. I need my space. Witness is sacrificial. 40, 45. And they sold their possessions and goods. What are you talking about? They sold their possessions and their goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. Charlie, this is not right, though. I work hard for all that I have. Why should I share it with you? You are lazy. You don't want to go to school. I should share my things with you. That's how we behave. We can't share. Why is she sitting down? Why do I have to do it? Why do I have to give him something? Why can't he do something? What kind of thing is this? Is that how people stay? Mommy, me, the church, church, church people. Look at you. You become a, a satanic influence in the church. Because you don't understand why somebody doesn't have something and you have to give it. You don't understand why. You call yourself a Christian? You call yourself a witness? You don't understand what a witness does. A witness sacrifices. You see how you, I, it's going to be difficult. And we're going to do it. Whether, whether, whether you, it's difficult or not. You can't come here for one week. One week revival every night. Monday night to Saturday night. You see Sunday morning, how people become slow. So we are back. Wednesday evening, we have service. From 6 It is called servants armed and trained. If you are trained, you'll be here, and you'll be here at 6 If you are not trained, you won't come, or you come at 8. 
When you are coming, assess yourself. Am I trained? The service I'm going to. <laughs> does, does, does it really? Has it, am I trained? Trained people behave in a certain way. The Bible says, train a child. Train a child. Whatever you give to a child, that's how you are, prog- you are programming him. Not so long in Acts chapter 12, James, the Bible says, was beheaded for living a life of a witness. A witness is sacrificial. Herod took James on and he killed him. He took off his head like that. Ah! Stand to your feet, please. Father, thank you so much for love for us. You called us to be witnesses. You've given us infallible proofs. Let us walk in this calling you've called us in. Thank you for the life you've given to us. In Jesus' name. Amen. For booking and more information on the ministry of Victor Collins, please call us on 592-691- 5301 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com God richly bless you.